Yes, indeed. Get those car care questions ready for ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good morning to you, Dan. Good morning, Denise Long. How are you? I'm doing quite well, and uh, I'm thinking, got to get outside today. Got to. It is quite a day. It's quite a day already this morning. It really is, yeah. It's uh, officially now 47 and going for around 65 today and tomorrow, so it's going to be nice. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. If you've been around for a while uh, and you have any kind of a vehicle problem and you need to bring it in for service to your favorite shop or your favorite dealer, but you want to know a little bit uh, what may be ailing, uh, why don't you call Dan or send Dan a text? It's the same number. So which is ever, uh, whichever is easier for you, a phone call or text, 651-461-9226. Some folks remember it. The last four digits is WCCO. Well, Dan, uh, deer hunting, firearms, and I'm thinking uh, driving and deer hunting. What can we talk about that? I mean, there's, there's so much activity on the roads deer-wise, especially this time of year. You know, it is that it is that time of year, Denny. With the uh, with the the deer are out and about, and they're uh, this is around the time that they're in their rut, and and they're not thinking straight. The deer are not, and so that makes them dangerous on the road. And then just the fact that the farmer or that the hunters are out uh, moving them around and making them active uh, makes it even more dangerous. And so uh, it's a great time to be very very careful on the road. I personally have not hit a deer, but boy, it is so common, and and so many people have hit a deer, and it is really, really hard on your car. So, and hard on the deer <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but we're here to talk about the cars, and uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's devastating what it does to the cars. It's unbelievable. So uh, it's a big deal. You need to you know pay attention, slow down, and. Uh, when you're driving, you know, uh, next to a wooded area where the wooded area comes out real close to the road or the highway, uh, that's when they pop out. And I, I've not hit one. I've not seen one. I'm not, I've not been threatened by one. But what I hear is that they're all of a sudden they're just there. Like you had no oh, idea yeah. they were coming. Somehow they're just right there in front of your headlights and, and you have no choice. And I guess that is the truth. They recommend that you do not try and maneuver to miss them. Uh, they recommend that you just stay on the road, and, and that's the way that it goes. I was noticing the other day driving on freeways uh, that uh, they've popped up uh, signs, those those flashing signs, don't veer for deer, just like you said. Right. You could uh, run into somebody, let alone the deer. Yeah. Well, it's like I say, it's hard on the deer, too, and that's sad. Yeah. Uh, but you need to protect your own life and the life of those that are with you. Uh, Absolutely. More. Uh, again, here's our phone number. It's also the text number. And keep in mind, Dan will be with us only till about 745. So don't wait if you have a question. Call or text. Uh, 651-461-9226. Let's go to the phones, Dan. I think Michael is calling in from Minneapolis this morning. Michael, you're, you're on with Dan Burns. Uh, good morning. I have a, a 2010 Chevy Impala LT with about 200,000 miles on it, and um, I only have reverse now, which is a bit of a challenge. So my uh, what I've done so far is I, I'm only, you know, I'm not that knowledgeable and so forth, but I did replace the transmission control module and 
think I did it correctly, but there wasn't any change. So now I'm just looking for a resource of uh, what would you recommend besides, you know, donating it or what are your thoughts? Well, I think that you're you're probably getting into uh, what is going to require what we would call as a transmission overhaul. Uh, the transmission will probably need to come out of the vehicle and <clears throat> and it will need to be disassembled and find what's wrong. What's probably wrong is there's a seal or a valve or something like that that's not moving like it's supposed to or the fluid is bypassing, completely bypassing a seal uh not moving like it's supposed to or the fluid is bypassing completely bypassing a seal uh so it's not getting into the forward gears and allowing everything to move like it's supposed to so that the vehicle will go in into forward and uh we always tell people it doesn't make sense to take a transmission out of the vehicle take it apart and try and do uh you know one repair just to put one piece in it and put it all back together and hope you get hope that it was that that was the only thing wrong with it. Uh, so when the transmission does come out, it will require it that it be overhauled, completely rebuilt, and and it, you'll have a good working unit if the rest of the vehicle is worth, uh, you know, is is of that value. Uh, you might want to go ahead and do it. So I guess my first recommendation would be do research and see what your vehicle's worth, see what it's worth to you. How's the What's the condition of the rest of it, the engine and the transmission, and or not the transmission, the engine and the brakes and all that. And uh, if it's a good vehicle, if it served you well, then maybe it makes sense to have the transmission overhauled and, and uh, go ahead and do that. Very good. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate the call. Again, our phone number and text number, 651-461-9226. Before we break, I want to grab a text message here, Dan. It says a 2005 Buick LaCrosse isn't driven too often. The battery was replaced in March of 2019. I went to start the car. Battery dead. Cannot get the key out of the ignition. Tried moving the steering wheel back and forth to get the key out. They're going to get AAA to see if they can get the battery charged. Might charging the battery help release the key, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I'm not sure if, if uh, for some reason with no battery power, the key won't go back to the position that it's supposed to, or if something in the uh, shift interlock or something like that has, has, uh, is not working right because of the lack of power. And so I think that you're on the right track. I think that, you know, first thing you should do is, is get the vehicle, get, get power to the vehicle, probably get it started. And I think that if you go through that process, get it started, get the battery charged up, I think there's a good chance the key will come out at that point. Very good. Tell you what, let's take a quick break here, Dan. Come back on the other side, and you can ask Dan your question via phone or text as usual on this Saturday morning, 651-461-9226. In the Twin Cities, 47 degrees. Don't forget to set your clocks back one hour as we uh, go back to standard time this coming morning. Stay with us here. News Talk 830 WCCO. Forty-seven degrees in the Twin Cities in this Saturday morning, heading for sixty-five both today and tomorrow. We're in the midst of our car care show. Danny Long here with uh, ASC certified technician Dan Burns at Lloyd's Automotive in Saint Paul. We're in uh, Saint Paul. Well, I know where, but you tell us. Well, thanks for asking, Denny. We are at nine eighty-two Grand Avenue uh, in Saint Paul, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. 
You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call as soon as this morning. The number is 651-228-1316. Very good. We'll get you that phone number before Dan leaves us, which is about 745 this morning. So if you have a car care question, don't wait. Uh, send a text or give us a call, 651-461-9226. Speaking of calls, I think Paul is calling from Bloomington this morning for you. Go ahead, Paul. Dan is listening. Good morning. I have a 21 uh, Chevy Silverado one-ton. And the radio, I when I go into my menu and hit sound and set my equalizers and the bass and the trebles, I can set them all, but then I either have the option of a back arrow or an X, and it's fine for maybe one or two starts and stops. But then I'll be driving, and I notice my radio sounds weird, and I go to the sound, and it's all zeroed out again. And this is the second Chevy that I've had where it just won't stay set. Hmm. Well, I personally have not seen that, and I don't know. It's, it feels to me like the battery's not keeping its its backup memory or some portion of or the of the radio is not keeping its um, backup memory and I don't know why that would be happening the sound system is something that we can interface with our um, computers and and I'm sure the dealer can too and in, in uh, 2021 it should be under warranty so I, I would start there and see what uh, what they find uh, and maybe the, maybe even before that, I would do a uh, search on the internet. You know, search what you're complaining about and see if this is a like kind thing that that is happening a lot on these vehicles, um, or is the you know is the uh, is there a service bulletin that General Motors has put out with regards to this? And maybe it's a simple fix um, that that. I don't know about, and you're not doing. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and so uh, I, that I would search it first, see if you get any information, and uh, maybe you'll find that uh, that there is something wrong with the radio, and and it'll be covered under your warranty. Hope so. Good luck with that, Paul. Uh, here's an interesting question, Dan. The texter says, "Good morning. I program my garage door opener in the visor of my car. Is that using a battery that I will need to replace someday?" Uh, that is not uh, that does not have a standalone battery that's being powered up uh, by the vehicle and so uh it'll it'll should last for the life of the vehicle yeah makes sense good question yeah. i recently bought this texture says a 2012 subaru outback 100,000 miles on it we did use car checkup it checked out fine including the brakes here's my question when i back up the car the brakes squeak why does this happen well, what can be a reason or two, Dan? Well, brake squeak is the number one complaint uh, about brakes. They, I, and and uh, mechanically, I'm not sure exactly why it does it, but but I've heard it described to me as as you're you're applying the brake pad to a metal disc, and the you know vibration that's happening between those two causes that squeaking noise. Uh, I've heard it described as it's kind of like a like an old vinyl record that uh, you're rubbing a needle against, and it makes noise. And uh, it's you know it it just needs to be happy in that process of of the two touching. And uh, there's lubricants that we can put on the back of the brake pad, and 
you know, sometimes cleaning the rotors and lubricating the pads will take care of it. And sometimes it becomes necessary to actually repair or replace the pads and the rotors. And in the process of doing that, it'll take care of the squeaky noise. But uh, know that it's safe. It's, you know, everything's working just fine. It's just that, that it makes that noise. And sometimes people will say, well, it it squeaks one time when I'm backing out. And, you know, it's annoying. But uh, maybe maybe the recommendation at that point would be, well, forget about it. It'll be fine. Let it squeak one time and be done. And, and then you don't have to worry about it till tomorrow again. I don't know where I read somewhere, Dan, uh, maybe one of my car magazines, about uh, in some some cases, um, I've never heard of it until I read this, about some lubricant or some some uh, something to lubricate the brake yeah. in some part. Well, most brake pads come with a lubricant, and, of course, anybody doing a brake job would would use that lubricant. It goes on the bra- on the backside of the... Uh, brake pads, and it helps with um, um, eliminating some of the vibration Mm. when you're applying the brakes. And when I say a vibration, it's a super fast, you know, it's not, you can't see it or anything like that, but it's just happening. And sometimes if you lubricate the back and the pads aren't stuck in place and they're allowed to move a little bit, uh, it helps with that squeaking noise. So. And then the other thing that matters is the type of lubricant that you use. So you wouldn't just want to put some oil or something on the back. There's a, you know, here at Lloyd's, there's a special silicone lubricant uh, that is specially made for brake pads. And that's what we use. And like I say, many pads nowadays actually come with that lubricant as part of the brake pad package. Uh, so that you do use it when you do a brake job. Okay, interesting. All right, thanks for that. Tell you what, I'm going to alert Lee and Spicer. He'll be next uh, on the phone here when we come back after the uh, break because we have to look, and we want to, look at that uh, beautiful forecast. So stay with us here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Just a reminder as we head back to our car care show that coming along at 10 this morning, it's going to be Ask the Vet show. So if you have a pet at home and have a question about it, him or her, uh, you can ask Dr. Gene Geske, who's been on CCO multiple times here in the past. That'll be in the 10 o'clock hour. So keep that in mind. Uh, Dan Burns, ASC Certified Technician, helping you out as usual uh, this morning. Dan Lee in Spicer, we promised, would be first up here. Thanks for waiting, Lee. What's your question for Dan? Hi, guys. Enjoying your show. Um, I have a 2017 Chevy Silverado 5.3. And when I slow down quickly, the transmission seems to be a little behind. Um, It doesn't clank or anything. The the truck drives fine, like, you know, normally. But when I slow down quickly, it just seems to be like a little of a thump. And I've had Silverados in, in the past, and it didn't seem that way. And I... I did receive a service bulletin regarding the transmission. So my question is, is it a concern or is it a service bulletin issue or is it normal for that to just seem like a little behind when I slow down real quick um, on that 2017 Silverado? Yeah, you know, on on that vintage of of a truck, uh, GM had trouble with 
their, with their transmission with their transmission specifically the torque converters and the torque converters would do would have this chattering feeling where they'd come in and out uh, too fast and you could feel it while you're driving and I, I don't know about this if it if it would do it when it would actually uh, come out of overdrive uh, in the torque converter but because you got a service bulletin on it I, I first of all I don't think that it's something that's going to create a catastrophic failure so I think you're fine in the short term but I would uh, take advantage of that service bulletin and take it in and have a professional do a checkup on it and see if it does if there is a problem with it and perhaps it will be covered under warranty because of the service bulletin so uh, my recommendation would be go ahead and take it in and and, uh, see what you find okay this listener says, is the minimum antifreeze level okay when the car is cold? The shop says it's fine. Yeah. The, the, I, I'm not sure. I mean, if, it, if it's if, reading if it's reading, if it's, line. If it's read, reading minimum level when it's cold, the yes. shop told this person it's fine. Could be. Uh, it, it is fine. However, I'm not comfortable with that. I well. would put just a little bit more in so that it's above the minimum line. Um, but uh, but it's it's fine. I, I would, you don't certainly don't have to worry about it. But I w- personally would put a little bit more in. Yeah. Here's another one. It says the 2012 Acadia calls for. You're going to have to help me on this. Dex OS1 full synthetic oil. Can I still get away with using conventional oil, or must I use the synthetic only? Now, what is that oil? Well, it's it, it's a it's a synthetic, a special synthetic oil that uh, um, that General Motors. Uh, recommends for their engines, and uh, I would have to recommend that you use that oil too. Um, <clears throat> the good news is there's lots of, of aftermarket oil companies that are now making that uh, that speci- or uh, a synthetic oil that has that that Dex um, specification uh, built into the oil. So that which helps with the the price point and all that. But I would, if a if a manufacturer is recommending a synthetic oil, I would always put a synthetic oil back in it. Yeah, makes sense. A couple of minutes to go on the show, uh, Dan. Uh, here's one. It says my husband replaced the wheel bearing on my 2011 Escape. The noise is better, but now it makes a noise when I pick up speed. Well, um, <laughs> wheel bearings are tricky. They uh, first thing I would do is be sure that it's not another wheel bearing, because that will uh, happens quite frequently where you fix one and it's like, oh, the noise is different, but there's still a noise there, and maybe you have another wheel bearing that's making noise, or it's very common in the process of replacing a wheel bearing that that tin shield behind the brakes, the you know the backing plate, maybe that got bent a little bit and is rubbing. Because uh, that's a, <clears throat> that's another common problem. That's another common problem that we run into with, uh, you know, when you've when you've done some brake work, that that tin shield gets bent a little bit, and will make noise. So check those things. Uh, check and and uh, when you, when you're driving the vehicle, if it is a wheel bearing, if you turn the wheel a little, very very slightly to the left and very very slightly to the right, back and forth. The noise will change, and if that's what it is, um, you know, the, if the noise doesn't change, 
then most commonly the the uh, problem then the no- the rest of the noise that you're hearing might be coming from the tires. Oh yes, the tires are cupping a little bit. This listener says, Dan, when you see a flume of white smoke coming from a car's tailpipe, what does that mean? Well, most of the time it's perfectly normal and it's steam. The byproduct of internal combustion, what's coming out of the tailpipe is mostly water. And uh, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but you know all exhaust uh, systems have some sort of little leak or a little drain hole so that the exhaust water can uh, drip out. And actually that's what causes black ice in the middle of the wintertime is that water dripping onto the pavement and then freezing right away. Um, so the white plume of smoke would be steam, you know, from a hot exhaust, and that's perfectly normal. Okay. Here's one. Uh, we get this question from time to time. This, in particular, the vehicle is a 2015 GMC Terrain all-wheel drive. What's the difference between all-wheel drive and traditional four-wheel drive? Well, um, i, I got to think about this so I get it straight. It, it has to do with the transfer case um, uh, and the differentials. If the, if, the, if the vehicle has two differentials, one front and one rear, and one transfer case, then that's all-wheel drive, and you can shift it, actually, between, what did I say? That's, be, that's four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is and you can shift it between, uh, between two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. When it's in two-wheel drive, it's rear-wheel drive. And uh, if you have a vehicle that's all-wheel drive, then it, that process happens mostly automatically, and uh, the vehicle is capable of being four-wheel drive in the auto mode uh, at all times. And so the real difference, Denny, is on, on most <clears throat> you know, smaller SUVs or pickups, uh, they will be all-wheel drive. On a bigger three-quarter ton or, you know, some of the half-ton pickups, they will be four-wheel drive. And the th- pro- one of the problems with four-wheel drive is when it's in four-wheel drive, true full four-wheel drive, it's difficult to steer on dry pavement because there's no room for slip, you know, in, yeah. in the differentials when it's totally locked in. It's cor- That's, of course, when you get your best traction on snow and ice, but uh, it's it's problematic when the pavement is dry. I think we have time for maybe one more. Having my snow tires put on next week, listener says, spend my winter in Minnesota except for February planning to drive to northern Florida for a month. Any concerns about temps for the for that duration of time for the snow tires? Yeah, no, I think that'd probably be fine. <clears throat> and you might run into some snow along the way, so I, I think that uh, that... Uh, if you're dri- driving to Florida, I think that would be just fine. Two thousand. There's one more here. And by the way, those we don't get to, I'm going to copy down, print out, and we'll open up the show next week with those. I don't want to leave uh, some folks out here. Uh, 2004 GMC truck. It was at the shop to have the radiator checked. And while on the hoist, the frame cracked. I had no idea the frame was so rusted. The truck was no longer drivable. Should this happen to a truck that has only 160,000 miles on it? That should not happen, but it does happen, and I've seen that. And uh, first of all, just know that's nobody's fault. That's just a, a defect in the in the truck. And you know the the Minnesota winters have 
have rotted it through so badly. And uh, you'd have to do some checking to see if you can find somebody that would weld that back together mm. and, and repair that frame because there are some places that might do that for you. All right. Dan, we have to run. Uh, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's Automotive? Well, come on over is the best thing. We are at 982 Grand Avenue between Lexington and Victoria and St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call at 651-228-1316. We'll do that. Thanks so much, Dan. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell straight ahead here on CCO. Stay with us.